Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, The Renegade, and welcome to another episode of Devil's Advocate. This is episode 37, and of course, joining me is my lovely co-host, Miss D. How are we doing, Miss D? Oh, we're doing all right. Just staying busy at work, um, trying to, COVID cases are going up, it seems like, so we're taking more precautions at work, Um, getting back to a little bit of civility after the horrible um, snowstorm that we had this past week. Um, Myself, I went six days straight without water, so um, incorporate a lot of my survival techniques, so it was interesting, but I'm glad it's over with. So just trying to get settled back into life and getting back into the humdrum of things after missing weeks worth of emails right Uh, you know what um and it was like i said uh this past week you know my heart and prayers went out to all of you there in texas it was a horrible situation um you know hopefully now that the weather's warming up we can learn from it and you know take these necessary steps and precautions to not let it happen again absolutely Uh, on that note um, and joining us is uh, a guest of ours, and I really love this woman and what she's doing, Miss um, <laughs> Carla Nicole Willis. Uh, she is uh, runs a Facebook group called Teachable Moments. Uh, really inspiring, um, and I'm happy to have you on the show. Yeah, so glad to be here. I really am. Humbling, humbling. I love it. Uh, we and we're we're humbled to have you here with. Um, <laughs> And this is one topic that we see all the time, you know, and I mean, it's on timelines, it's in Twitter, it's on <laughs> right. it is. shows and everything else. Um, relationships. Relationships, yes. And, you know, how we need to have relationships with ourselves. Yes. We need to have, you know, healthy relationships and healthy boundaries with ourselves. Yeah. We don't tend to do that often. Right. Um, and we get stuck in uh, what we've learned and we have to unlearn these really bad behaviors. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, Miss Nicole, what you see out there? Well, um, because I'm a wisdom coach, I get a lot of people shooting inboxes to me or they'll, you know, they'll say, hey, coach, you know, I need to I'm having issues in my relationships and, and they really want me to help them to sort out like what's going on in the relationships and I always end up every time it seems like it's never ending um, I always have to kind of prick their mind and say is this person taking up more real estate in your mind than you are for yourself and your self growth and your self value because I really feel like in the society we spend a lot of time focusing on relationships to the point where the relationships holds more precedence over self-love and then the relationships um, deem so much more I don't know value rather than the value of you taking care of you Um, I created a brand called Solo which stands for Shine On Loving Oneself so it's Mm -hmm. S-O-L-O and I created that brand because I wanted to get people to understand you are a flame. Be it as it may, you may be burning dim or you may be burning or you may be burning bright. You may be blazing, but it all depends on you. The only time you're not burning is if you're deceased and you're no longer here. Mm. So it's vitally important that if you're wanting and desiring a relationship, you have to ask yourself why. 
One of the things that my dad used to ask me is he say if a guy asked me on a date or wanted to date me, he said, did you ask him why? And I thought, well, that's a crazy question to ask something, someone, you know? Well, no, I never asked him why. Well, maybe you need to. Because it, it it's not just about wanting to date you just to date you, but why it why do they want to have you as an additive in their life? What are they what are what do they feel you will bring in their life? What do they believe that you will do for them? And so um, I always try to make sure that people are really rooted and focusing on their self care, their self love, and then dissecting every. I have created seven self care acts that that everyone should utilize. And I know you've seen them, Arthur. Yes, I've actually I have actually put them in the teachable moments where you go through and you just really do acts of self care, self love, focusing on what is it that I need for me. Because a lot of times, if you know, most relationships are so pressurized. We put so much pressure on our lover. We want them to buy us this. We want us. To, we want them to do this for us. We want them to take us here. They. And it's like, um, what are you doing for you? So therefore, you guys have more time to relate, enjoy, become human with each other, get to know each other, and involve each other's space without all this expectation. And um, so I think it's, impo- it's important and vital that we often, often sit down and focus on what do you need to do for you? And then if you do decide that you want a relationship, is it because you're trying to fill voids that you're not filling for yourself? Mm. And nine times out of 10, it is. Most people are in dire need for relationship because they really are just not focused on self-growth. Focusing on how do I learn something new? Let me travel, let me do this, let me do that. So if they are intimate with someone, they start to stack all these expectations on the person and then they're thinking, well, we're in a relationship now that we've been intimate and all this stuff. It's like, um, okay, but if you have an intimate arrangement with someone, you don't automatically fall into relationships. This is why stuff is going awry because mm-hmm. people aren't really sitting down and getting rooted with why they're doing what they're doing. Why are you being intimate with someone? You got to ask the whys. Why am I choosing this person to be in my life sexually? Why am I being involved with this person? Why am I spending time with someone? Am I trying to fill the voids in the space? Because when I'm alone, I'm bored. Mm, Idle time. They got a saying, idle time gets a man in trouble. Yes. But uh, even more importantly, do you think um, that the focus because there's such a big focus on relationships is because there's a lack of true knowledge and self and purpose yes absolutely number one and i haven't even let this let the cat out of the bag yet about what i'm creating on the teachable moments group but just a little bit of what i'm going to be involved starting to get involved in is chakras Mm. chakra Intel and intellect and understanding about the chakras. Our very first chakra is the root chakra. Okay, so our root chakra is our chakra of security. So the question is, if that's the, if that's your main main focus is I want a relationship because I want to feel secure. I want a net. I want a comfort. I want somebody to be there to make sure that I'm okay. 
And this is why so many people are headstrong about being in a relationship because they haven't advanced or activated their other chakras. And I will be going through this understanding with our group um, that you both are a part of. And you guys are going to learn and be educated on how chakras can be activated. We're going to get some, we're going to get some really good information about the power of chakras. We're going to learn about what chakras are doing what for us. Um, financial abundance. How do we get that that root chakra to get activated? All of these things we need to focus on. And then the next, the next chakra is the sacral chakra, which is right where the uh, sexual uh, information and and um, bank is. So mm-hmm. it's very close to the root. So again, if you're not feeling secure and you're desiring sexually, this is why people are so merely focused on on relationships. Yeah. They haven't moved on to the next chakra. They haven't broke through. You'll hear people talk about block chakras, but you never hear about deactivated chakras or chakras that haven't been activated. And I think that needs to be discussed and talked about because we have an energy center and we have many chakra centers. The ones you hear about the most is the seven chakras, but there's many chakras. And we're going to learn all of that. It's going to be so cool. But You know what? I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Me too. And, and I think it's imperative that we learn this stuff because when you're wanting to educate yourself about your mind, you start to understand that I am so hell-bent about relationships because I feel a lack in here. I had a woman reach out to me this morning, like, oh, I'm in a, you know, a man is on again, off again, we had sex, and I said, you're spending a lot of focus on this. Um, what is your self-love and looking like? Well, you know, and then she admitted, well, you know, not, I only, that, not only that, but I think that she's allowing that kind of behavior. Yeah. And she's caring. According to her, she cares too much. And it's like, well, yeah, but a lot of times your your caring is because you're is because you're wanting security. It's not necessarily an authentic care. It's more mm-hmm. about I, I care to be secured. I care to have that security blanket. I want to have somebody here because I want that person here. Right, Not but you can't give yourself, you can't give someone else your own security. No. that no. That's unfair to that person, that's I believe. That's my point. That's my point. So and that's it's not the responsibility. Facts. No. no. And, you know, and, and we, and... That's why and that's and, why so many relationships look like this. <laughs> yep. And that's why, you know, it's like, we have we make sure that people a lot of us make sure that people are are uh how can i put it responsible for our mental stability yes. and that's a yeah. that's a really heavy burden to bear on anyone and i think it's a strain on relationships um you know and it's a strain on just life in general um miss d what you got what you got on this well, I kind of want to touch on one thing she said um, about asking your um, when you, when someone asks you, what does that man see in you? Why do they want to date you? Um, I love the fact that you brought that up because oftentimes I think we focus too much on why we like another individual. Mm. And we, we tell ourselves, oh, I like his smile or I like his car, whatever it is. Um, I like his, he's got a great sense of humor. He's kind. Yeah. We constantly feed into ourselves what we like about another individual, but never take the time to find out what it is they see in you. Do they see something in you that you don't see in yourself? Mm -hmm. Something in you that doesn't 
even exist, but you, but something about you is portraying that, or they see it because of some other action. And yeah. what's funny about that is I had to learn that lesson in the the reverse effect. So okay. when I was married, um, um, I got we got to a point where me and my husband were not getting along. We argued about everything, and right. so finally one day I asked him, "I want you to write down on a sheet of paper everything you love about me, and I want you to take another sheet of paper and write down everything you don't like about me or wish would change." So okay. when he did it, I, I was really looking for something else, but what I found was eye-opening. So when he did it, everything that was on the list of things that he liked about me were things that anybody can do. Anybody can cook. Anybody, Everybody can cook well, but anybody can fix you a sandwich. Anybody can do certain things. The things right. he didn't like about me were the things that made me uniquely me. They were, they were my quirks. Um, and so it made me realize that you don't like me, the person. You like what I bring to the the relationship and that's not fair and I the hard way what does somebody see in you not just what you can bring to the table or what you offer to that relationship but what do they see in your heart in your spirit in your soul what do they what's in you that makes them think that you two would make a good bond together and I think also I love that Dee I think that's powerful what you did you, you really brought out the wisdom behind why are you with me to begin with because in the very beginning normally when we get married we're usually eye to eye so and I say all the time our self-growth a lot of times it, it varies so when you're in a relationship sometimes you'll have a growth and the, 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 the lover will grow outgrow the other and their, their, their growth is in their self Mm, so it's right. not that they're having an affair, but they you start to notice that people will start feeling some kind of some kind of way, like, oh, so you know, you're getting cute now, or you're smelling good now. Oh, so what is this about? You know, and then they're getting jealous. It's like, no, they're starting to take pride in themselves. They're starting to tap back into their self-loving. And now they're being more they're trying to physically fix themselves up to start to tap into the inner self. And that's okay, but a lot of times people don't realize that that's the first start of starting to recharge yourself. Right. Having the, the, the small, subtle changes, if you will. And um, and so when a person is doing that, a lot of times they're like, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, my lover was like outgrowing. And then you're starting to see them bypass you and then they're reading a lot or they're spending a lot of time focused on what they're trying to do and build for themselves. And you're looking like, well, I mean, you're my life. So I'm confused as to why you have to do all this. So you start to get resentful and you see relationships where they start to part ways because one lover is focused on self and the other one is focused on them being their whole person to make them feel whole it's like mm, right. that's not what it's for you have to always grow in self learn challenge yourself ask questions and i think it is vitally important you should be checking in in your relationships constantly yes Are you good? is what we have going on is it fulfilling you are you getting my uh, am i a value to you oh. am I, is, is, or am i a burden to you because when you get that clarity it makes things more, I think, it makes it more clear that, okay, we, we have this relationship and we're both still good. Because a lot of times we say stuff and we don't really know if that's really the case. Is it, you know, am I still really good with you? Or is it just that I'm just, it's just a routine? Or you I'm know, really feeling like I'm not happy with you. You know, you, gotta, you know, you got to get out of my head. 
because I was really, I, you know, I was really thinking of saying we all have to learn how to take ourselves out of certain situations and see what we're left with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, th- I think that's important, you know, especially when it comes to solving issues and conflict. Because if yeah. you take yourself out of a situation, what's going to wind up happening is you'll say, hey, you know, this is how I affected this situation negatively. Right. right. This you is what I can work on. As a whole, and that mm-hmm. mm-hmm. just, yeah. just your emotional attachment to right. Exactly. And th- this is what I can work on. This is what I can do. Uh, this is what I need to do better. And right. I think when we do that, it becomes, uh, we, we become pro- better problem solvers. Yeah, and I think, don't you think that when you have a communication with your lover in, in any type of love affair, when you can just have a conversation of just having that open forum, but let's just lay it all out. Like, it does, there's no right or wrong here. There's no violations. Let's just be free in our thoughts and how we feel about each other. And am I enough or do you need something mm. else? Or is there something that we can do right here and now that we can maybe change some things? Or, you know, just can we do something to where the intimacy is going to be more um, fulfilling? Because sometimes we're having sex, but we're not making love. So it's like, oh, I'm not really... I mean, we're just in the motion, but we're really not feeling interconnected with each other. We're not feeling like this lover of mine is really bringing something to me. You guys know I talk about all the time that sex isn't just about orgasm, but sex is also the interconnection of energy. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's, enough, it's, an, it's an it's exchange of energy. It, it's, I think it's, it's an exchange of spirits, but it's, it's right. the same thing, same principle. And, and I tell men, especially the, my, male, my male clients, I tell them all the time, if you are intimate with a woman and you have been intimate with her for a while, if you don't feel, after being intimate with her, if you don't feel like, I need to be on my A game. I, I Listen, I am the man now. I need to make sure that this woman has charged me to where I just, I'm on a, I'm on a mission to make sure I'm the best man on the planet. Mm-hmm. Then she's not somebody that you want to, I would say, make a life partner or make right. it and make on the team full time. So you could still be intimate with her, but she's just not that chick. And this is some of the things that I tell men, like most de- gentlemen. But you should know that going into it. Well, most men don't think about what does a woman bring to me? A woman should be bringing you light mm-hmm. always. So if a woman, if you're intimate with her, a woman should be bringing you light. So you should be like, man, look at some men that you've seen that you know that woman <laughs> has that man on a, on a high. And he can't get enough. Michelle Obama. Perfect example. People can say that all the time because you can tell Barack is all full. He's full with her. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 don't get it twisted. He can still find beautiful women and other people and stuff like that. But the reality is that woman charges him. Right. Mm-hmm. And and, 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 and no, no one else is his focus. Other right. than his exactly. wife. It's been like exactly. that for a while. Right. And see, that's a whole nother thing. But both of them have purpose. Yes. We're going to go back again, to that word again. Go back to purpose because yep. purpose is one of the number one things that charges a relationship. Mm-hmm. See, when you're intimate with each other, you're you're creating a bond. We, I say all the time, you're not just creating a child or 
birthing a child or conceiving a child, you're also conceiving the mission. If you understand that when you are a man, men have the mission, the woman is submitting to the mission. And a lot of times people get angry about submission, but they don't understand it's being subpart to the mission. Right. So when he, when he's connecting with a woman that understands and gets his mission, then she's like, oh no. Okay, so you sit a woman down, Arinthes, and you sit a woman down right now and say, listen, baby girl, so I'm doing this on, on my devil's advocate and I'm doing this and doing that. And she's sitting there glassy eyed and then just doesn't get it. You're like, okay, she's not really the one to be pro- providing my vision. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I do that constantly because it, let's not go there. We, we, hold on, because the first, the first, the first few seconds of that conversation usually tells me everything. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because you are a driven man and have a mission in place. So any woman that is going to tie into the mission, she has to be subpart to the mission. Now, mm-hmm. I tell women this all the time. Just because a man has a mission does not mean that you omit your own visions and desires. In fact, fact, as a man, I wish they have their own mission because then then we're able to come together later. She should should be parallel to the mission. So what that means is Mm -hmm. she should not just be a helper. Like, oh, let me help you with this and help you with that. That's basic. She should get the mission. She should understand the mission. She should know what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. But you have to be clear in yourself of understanding those things first. Yep. When you convey that to her, she's going to then be a part of that and say, okay, I can be a part of this too. Not omitting my own stuff, but let me make sure that I'm in alignment with you and doing my own stuff. And, and bring, what you, right, bring your part to the table. Bring your part to the table, right? Well, and, and that's, well. That's, that's the power of having the right woman. And this is why I tell my my male clients that are single, I tell them all the time: put your wallets up. Do not let a woman know your financial, you know, state or anything like that. Because as soon as you tri- as soon as you try to bring all oh, look at my money and all this stuff, you're going to get a digger. Period. It's just like it's just like my daddy used to say to me, if you, you know, ask for your issue, you're gonna get your issue. And when you get your issue, you don't want your issue all of a sudden. Right. So moral of the story is don't ask for your issue. No. So you don't want to ever lead with look at the money I have. Right. You want because to lead with this is who I am as a man. Mm-hmm. And then at least allow them to understand that, you know, I'm a driven man. So for that, it definitely needs to be understood that with that, we need to definitely have a clear understanding that our mission and our, um, and your mission and your understanding of what you're trying to do is clear. You don't want the waters murky, not when it comes to that. And you know, I, th- I, I think, think that, that, I think that, go ahead, Brittany. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I think that, you know, everybody should come to each other raw and uncut, you know, that way there's no, uh, there's no confusion uh, right. with it. And there again, it, we had a conversation earlier about keeping it simple and simplifying it. I mean, now it doesn't mean that we need to go to the table and discuss, hey, 
this is who we are because usually right. you tell me who you think you are, you're probably lying. And that's a no-go for me right there. You right. Know, that, that's one thing that we have a habit of doing. Um, and we do cliche things, especially at the beginning of any kind of the start of a conversation. You know, like uh, I have a lot of people who will ask me, um, well, what is it you're looking for? And the, my my answer may be a little bit brash, but I say I doubt if it's you now that you ask that question. Because if you if you're asking me what I'm like, I can't I can't tell you right now whether or not it's you or not. Right. They have to give me the chance to find out. Right. Because if I'm coming to you and saying, well, this is who I am and this is what I'm about and this is what, you know, whoa, 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 guess what I'm doing? I'm creating false expectations because right. I'm not going to be able to live up to the expectations. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So it, it, you know, and at some point in time, somebody's going to come back to me and say, well, this is what you said in the beginning. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just creating false expectation. I think it's also kind of making that person think that maybe they can morph into what you're looking for. So if you tell me up front, you want somebody who can cook and I say, okay, well, I'm okay. Cook. Well, because I like him, I'm going to go take me a couple of lessons. So it, 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 it has the tendency to make people want to try to conform to what mm -hmm. they want instead of being their natural selves and, yeah. and finding that person that fits them and not right. trying to fit into somebody else. Exactly. And That's this great. is why. Oh, love that. Yes. Yeah. And this is why those cliche questions and things like that we ask in the beginning conversations are no yeah. good. No. Because <laughs> because this this creates false realities and false right. expectations that no one can live up to. Instead right. of just, you know, like let's talk about the weather. Right. You know what I mean or you know, maybe not so much the current state of affairs around, you know, everything else, but let's talk right. about the weather. Let's talk about sports or ask something simple like what's your favorite color? Keep it simple. Because right, if right. we do that, that opens up the door for more conversation, more genuine conversation versus right. sounding like a script. Well, I feel like, you know, we just have lost, and this is just what I found um, in so many relationships, is we have lost our, um, our comfort with self to the point where we can be and, and, and expose who we are to anybody um i feel like i've had so many um clients tell me they have trust issues um i have trust issues i have trust issues i have trust issues. and i hear this all the time that they have trust issues and i'm like well is it that you have trust issues or is it that you have a hard time trusting your judgment calls on the people you're choosing good good one because if you are having an issue with constantly choosing similar types of partners or lovers and you continue to go down the same rabbit hole of just lost relationships or relationships that are toxic, you have to take a pause out of that and start to reflect on, well, wait a minute, why do I keep attracting this type of person? And maybe it's something I'm attracted to. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, you're a bad person person but sometimes we can be passive or we can be real loving too soon and then and showing affections too quick 
And then a person that will take advantage of that will see that and say, oh, I can take advantage of her, you know, and then it's almost like you become an open book before really allowing someone to have the access to. And I think we have to sit down and really look at, are we making these decisions with our partner choices based upon really focusing on what we desire or is it focusing on what we'd like with what we see? Because these can deceive. Our eyes can deceive. But what does not deceive is when you get that person that cares about you, that has a strong interest in what you're doing, and they don't play games. Those are the three main things. People that are interested and care about you, they don't play games with you. For what? Because, you know, and that and that's the thing, you know. Notice that most of the time, they, they don't, like, disregard you or they don't really sit back and think oh oh yeah you know i am gonna play games with i'll be on today and off tomorrow people that are really interested in you they're reciprocal the energy is reciprocal and you seem to find out like ooh, if i'm interested in him with the same energy he's interested in me we tend to flow back and forth like the lava rock like um, the lava lamp you know how the lava goes back and forth back and forth there's a flow but when you feel like I'm putting all this out to this person and I'm only getting what you call scraps (laughs) why are you doing that you're doing that because you're wanting it so bad you'll do anything to get it you know what I think think that goes back to your first statement um, when you were talking about uh, just being being who you are because i think what what happens is people get caught up on the the empty compliments they get caught up on the surface portion of relationships and they don't allow themselves to not only themselves not to be their natural versions of themselves but because of that you can't accept somebody else's natural version of themselves and and if you're putting that energy into that relationship and they're not giving it back then oftentimes I had somebody tell me this I I went through that situation when I was younger why are you calling me you know how come you're not picking up the phone do you miss me I I did that and you know what and and the guy responded to me and he said you just need to find something to busy yourself and instantly I took that as an insult but once I thought about it and once I actually started investing in me I actually started doing things that I wanted to do I realized what he meant I don't have time to give you 100% of myself if I'm investing in myself at the same time and it makes all the sense in the world to me sometimes we have to have ourselves before you can think about introducing somebody else into that picture and you have to maintain that you even when you become a union yes you are a union together but you still have a piece of you that is slightly separate from that not not the keeping secrets separate but right. just part of you that's you because you always have to bring you to the table. You can't yeah. bring us to the table because right. something may happen to us. You still right. have to be you. Yes, absolutely. I love everything you said. Because, you know, I think it comes down to a point where, you know, a lot of people don't know who they are, first off. And they don't know what they want. Which is a second a second thing. And I think because they don't know these things, they latch on to someone else to try to find out. 
and these are one of the these are one of the behaviors that we have to find a way we have to find a way to stop um so uh what do you think mental health how do you think mental health really plays into this uh whole um i think mental health and relationships is a huge huge factor i think um when the mental health and the mastering of of feelings is not um being done (laughs) incorporated in relationships i feel like there brings about a huge burden on the partner um so we'll use a prime example like with kanye west we know that unfortunately kanye has had some really tough years since his mother passed and i think like kanye really needed you know um a person in his life to really help him to just be who he is um without all the lights with all the stage with all without all of those things um but he's a prime example of what happens when you kind of prematurely jump in relationship without making sure your mental is good and and sound one of the things my mom rest her soul would always tell me is Nicole always make sure you pray for a sound mind. Um, It's vitally important that you check on your own mental health. This is why I say meditation is key. One of the greatest things about meditation is that it allows you, because we can all have mental breakdowns. It's not like you, you, you have to end up in a hospital, a mental health hospital, to be mentally drained, to feel depression to feel exhaustion, to feel fatigued, to feel overwhelmed, to feel um, even slighted or, you know, you just feel like you're, you're being overlooked. There's so many things that we as human beings go through in different phases of our life where we have these different moments in time where we feel jealous, we feel hurt, we feel overwhelmed, we feel like we're not enough. And um, I feel like sometimes when we don't meditate and quiet the mind enough that we were so busy, 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 that we start to shut down our, our understanding that we can control how we feel. We mm. can control our feelings. We can make sure that our lives and mental health is intact. We can have different allies like, hey, I'm doing a mental health check. Am, am I thinking this right? Or I'm, I've been having some inner dialogue that isn't right right now. I'm just saying some negative things to myself or, you know, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I feel like so much stuff is going on. I'm feeling a little ADHD or whatever it is that you're feeling. I feel like you should always have that person in your life or people that you can go to because we can, we can have mental breakdowns within our confined space yeah without being in an actual relationship but we can feel like we're overwhelmed within our dynamic in a relationship mental health can break down at any time it doesn't have to be that i'm crazy it doesn't have to be that i'm weird or strange or i've been talking to myself we normally do right when we're planning stuff out when we're working things out when we're planning and i do it when i'm working all the time uh, and I, I think that it's perfectly okay. It is. My doctor said it's okay as long as I don't talk back. Well, I can talk to myself as long as I don't talk back, so I'm good. You know what? I think that everybody that yeah. is single right now 
needs to go see a mental health professional. Yes, absolutely. Once. Because well, yeah, it's important. I think mm-hmm. like you should just check in with yourself. Um, accountability partners, if you don't want to go to an f- actual physician or you just want to see, well, I'm having some, you know, I'm just needing to kind of chime in. You guys, you guys can also reach out to me. I mean, I do coaching all the time. I have people reach out and say, hey, I'm kind of going through it or I feel like I'm just not in myself or I'm feeling like like I'm not getting anywhere. I feel like, you know, an even perfect example with COVID, so many people are feeling isolation mm-hmm. and, they're feeling, and they're feeling like a lack of the lack of um, the lack of not having uh, their their own um, you know their social social circle and their you know their able, their ability to hug people and not wear masks and stuff that has taken a toll on people and and more than we can even imagine and so um, again that's a part of mental health so again that's why I was saying it's vitally important that in relationships mental health is talked about and don't and you should be able to be honest with your partner and lover you should be able to tell them hey look i'm not really myself mm-hmm. uh, i have um some things going on with me um what do you think i should do and then if you're you have a partner that you know that loves you um they should definitely encourage i know like there's this young couple that i know um and uh, the, the young man was in a relationship with his girlfriend and he was having, you know, breakdowns, not really breakdowns, but episodes. I call them that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of going through some intrusive thoughts. And I felt like it was awesome that he felt comfortable to open up to the young girl to tell her, listen, we're in a relationship and I want to tell you that this is going on with me and just the outcry was beautiful and then her total support um of just saying go get whatever you need and i support you and i think sometimes when we look at young couples sometimes they can teach us something Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know what you're right i told a girlfriend of mine if you can give him the cookies you can tell him the ingredients in those cookies that's that's (laughs) That's right. But but I love what you said about the checking in with yourself, but not only checking in with ourselves, I think sometimes we also need to check out of other people's um, energy. Um, Often when I'm going through those moments and I know I may not be rational for whatever reason, whatever I'm struggling with internally, I'm not rationalizing things that you're bringing to me. So that mindset, I know myself enough to know when I'm in that area and I can control I always say a flaw is only a flaw when you're not aware of it. If you're aware of it, you learn how to control it. Absolutely. So those but moments you're a, of, you're a master of your feelings, though. So right. You, but then, you know, right. And, and you know what? And that's because you know yourself. Right. Yes. I mean, and, and when I'm feeling thing. like that, I take myself out of other situations. If you say something to me and I immediately, my mind wants to snap. Instead of me delivering what's in my mind because I know that I'm having a mental struggle and under normal circumstances, this may not have negatively impacted me. I may not have listened to it or or, or regurgitated it like this had I not been in my mindset. So sometimes you have to take yourself out so that your negative energy doesn't impact anybody else's Absolutely. fate. Right. Yes. Absolutely. I love that, D. Yes, because if you don't, you can find yourself advising incorrectly. 
mm. or provide or being negative at a time when somebody really needs you just to be compassionate. Right. Uh, and, or and or it's just because to be. you're doing it because you're angry, but you're just doing it because you're just out of sorts. You're not yourself. Mm-hmm. And so again, this is that's key. Absolutely, I love exactly what you said. Yes, facts. You know what? Yeah, I step back. People think. Well, matter of fact, when I was married, it used to drive my husband crazy because he thought I was like, "No, I'm stepping back because if I speak now, it's I'm gonna regret those words tomorrow." So let yeah. me step back, get into yeah. myself. Let me let me calm down. Let me look at the situation for what it is. Yeah. Like I said earlier, take yourself out of the situation and look at the situation as a whole. So let now me. Is a master at that. I have a, a daughter that's 21. She's in a relationship with her with her uh, boyfriend, and they've been in a relationship for four years. And one of the things we talk about, you know, her love relationship, and it's always so refreshing to see there's a healthy, functional relationship in the young 20s, you know. And she was telling me, "Mom, I, I'm very mindful of what I say because I don't want to regret later saying something that." Is hurtful. So she's already mastering that, and she's only twenty-one. Right. And, I'm like, and, if you and keep the power that practice, of words. Yes. If you keep that practice, your relationship will just thrive because mm-hmm. you're mindful of. Okay. Um, let me just see if he's going to receive this well at this time. And I always say time is key when you when you start to sit down and have conversations. You need to make sure it's open. The person isn't angry you know you're not bringing some unresolved issues to the conversation um and it really helps that relationship to um really i think upgrade as we allow for conversations and i feel like uncomfortable conversations is key in any relationship functional ones um because it's always uncomfortable to talk about something we may not want to hear but when we hear it it allows us to then make decisions like, oh, now I understand. I always used to be perplexed about that. Or I used to think you felt this and this whole time it was this. And I, you know, so now, now I'm getting rid of misunderstandings because now I'm able to sit down and have the uncomfortable conversations and be able to restore our love affair. Right. And, now and, I'm not you know what? Prejudice. <laughs> and uh, Miss Roxy, which, you know, she'd have been great on this show, uh, you know, and uh, they will have to have her together one time. <laughs> yeah, they they will be back next week. But she's really great about that. And you know, I've had a conversation with her and her fiance. Okay. How you know how hard the conversations have been throughout the course of their relationships. But you have to have those hard hard conversations with each oh, other, and you have to be. You don't understand that is pure. Yep. It's that is the raw part of intimacy. <laughs> It's raw, but it's most important. And people try to avoid it. And, you know, big old elephant in the room, but we're going to walk around it and walk around it and act like it's not here. It's an elephant in the room. Let's bring it on out and talk about it. Let's sit down and, and have this discussion. Because if we don't, the silence is going to become more and more crisp in the relationship. Then we're going to start to slip, sleep back to back. Then we're going to be like sleeping with this huge space we don't want to touch each other's feet and then one's on the couch and one's it just gets right and it it escalates just like i tell people about you know when you uh when you're everybody has those moments when they have those heated arguments of course you have to be careful that you know i have a rule no yelling in fact no name calling 
Hey, okay. Well, that comes with the yelling, I think. Right. You know. Um, <laughs> you can quietly, you can quietly cuss. So no calling. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, just to just to not, we're going to simplify that and just not do it at all. Right. Um. You know, I even had a, a situation where I was talking to a young lady, just talking to her, and she called herself raising her voice at me, and I said, "Okay, so we need to come down a few octaves." And yeah. you know, because if we can't talk to each other without yelling, right? We don't need to talk because <laughs> not only is it is it childish, but it's 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 confrontation. I it love is. the fact that you said we need to come yeah. down a few octaves because you made it about the fact that I'm going to respect you and you're mm-hmm. going to respect me. It's Absolutely. not about I'm telling you right. what right. to do. This is about we're right. going to have a mutual respect for one yeah. another. Exactly. And if we can't That's do that, then, you know, and the next thing you know, I just heard, oh, well, goodbye. Click. Oh, okay, great. I said, oh, okay, great. Well, that saved me a whole bunch of time and hassle. Yeah, and I got on with my day, but we all need to be careful about doing that because yelling is more about control. Somebody wanting to be heard over the other, or it could be another form of intimidation. Of and course. You don't. Yeah, and no one because heaven forbid, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot. So that's why I say, you know, you know, we need to take it down to a couple of octaves because for one, you know, there are no children here. So therefore, we we can talk to each other like adults. Right. Get our point across. Exactly. And, I love you know, and we all have to be able to respect one another. And that's the biggest thing in a disagreement is respect. Yes. Right. And, and another, go ahead. I'm, go ahead. Another issue with disagreements is I think people struggle with the word compromise. I don't think too many people know what compromise actually means. Um, I think people think that in a compromise, I feel one way, you feel another. So either you come to my side or I come to yours. And that's not a compromise. A compromise right. is we both lose a little, but we both win a little. Um, right. So we, there, It's a give and take in a compromise. So if you want to watch and if we'll have me and my husband have one TV in the house. You want to watch NFL. I want to watch Lifetime. So we compromise. You don't watch football. I don't watch my Lifetime movies, but we decide to watch news because we both enjoy that together. That's a healthy compromise. A compromise is not somebody coming to your side. And people need to understand that a difference of opinion doesn't mean one party is right or one party is wrong. You can both be right and disagree with one another. It just means you have a different thought process. It just means you regurgitate information differently or you absorb things differently or you handle situations differently so just because I think one way and you think another people need to learn how to agree to disagree and Mm. not those type of disagreements fester because if you want someone who thinks exactly like you what type of relationship is that I, I never understood the people who think that since we're partners, we're supposed to be identical in yeah. all of our thought processes and all of our emotions. Well, you know where that comes from. Since Arenthus wanted to talk about uh, cliches, we tell our people when they get married, you're one. <laughs> and so you're of one mind. That's not true. Mm-hmm. That's very untrue. We tell people that's newly married. I'm talking about newlywed. The elders always tell the bride and groom, well, now you're one. It's like, no, they're not. They're two separate individuals that have in their own self, with their own desires, their own needs, their own flesh. 
their own questions that and this is the reason why so many relationships fail because we're taught to believe that once we become one we become the same in mind but we're not we're very different and we're wired different also um, it's very important that we do that because I don't think a lot of people understand that. They think that, oh, well, let's go ahead and just make sure that we're in a relationship. And because we're in this great relationship, we're going to make sure that, you know, we're going to do whatever's necessary to make sure he's good and I'm good. But not necessarily. See, it's like we're not of one mind. We have mm-hmm. two soldiers, and we're even wired different as women. We have. Right. We have certain needs and desires we like and, and enjoy. And men see things quite differently as well. Um, and I was just talking to a friend of mine uh, two days ago about where I feel the lack of understanding comes from um, in relationships. And a lot of times, if you can recall, when you're young, there's like a segregation of the sexes. Right. And in that segregation, and young when we become young, like between the ages of I'd say probably nine through probably 14, 15. Parents strip you from boys and boys right. strip girls. It really kills understanding. Um, young girls it then start to date at 18, 19, 20. And then they're in these relationships with these Martians. They don't know who they are. They don't know what, well, why does boys do that? Why do boys do this? I'm confused. I never thought about that. He doesn't understand anything I'm saying. Well, there's a lack of understanding because we got segregated very easy. If you notice, once we're in a relationship, we start to segregate. We lose all of our male friends. We don't have any male friends now. You're in a relationship with your man, no male friends. Like, right. killing the knowledge of me to understand men. If I don't have my male friends, how am I supposed to understand you? One of my things about, one of the things I'm mostly proud of with my daughter is when she was young, she was probably about 11, 12 years old, I made sure to keep her around boys. She would go to like a whole nother city and she was the photographer for the football team. Nice. They were like, we don't want you in the stands. We want you on the field. She's like, oh, no, 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 it's okay. They're like, no, our coach said you can be on the field. So get down here and take these pictures because she was a phenomenal photographer. So she would have all these boys just rave around her. And she had so many male friends that she cultivated friendships with. So she had what? Understanding of boys, understanding of how they think. She had lots of men, like boy, male friends. Now friends only, that was just friends. That really protected her. They made sure she was good. Like you can't, they, they would call her Moby. Don't mess with Moby. Like, hey, look, she's she's a part of us. Don't mess with her. Right. And so I made sure that she had a nucleus of male friends because when we segregate the girls from the boys from the ages of 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, then we want, then the girls start to smell themselves and want a boyfriend. Then from 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, they're with boys and they're confused. They're like, I don't understand boys. Wait, they don't make any sense. I don't know. I don't understand them. Well, you you strip them from understanding the male mind. And then don't let them not have a father figure or a father. I was just going to say that. Well, you, then, then look, at, look, at, look at the understanding deficit in relationships. A lot of times men are conflicted and confused with how women are thinking. 
They're like, I don't even get this woman. She's all over the place. <laughs> and I'm like, well, listen, the problem is women don't weren't around enough men to understand men, nor do they even really technically like men like that. They're just like, well, I mean, they get most of their understanding from Instagram, from Cosmopolitan, from their girlfriends, from the TV. And I'm like, you get information about men from those sources of truth? And then you want neither, neither of which are men. Well, here, here's the problem, you know, I have with that is, see, we go to the, we go to things and we go to people who right. have never been through something. And I always use this saying, you, you do that as from, uh, as from their point of view, you might as well, you're better off letting Stevie Wonder drive you to the store. <laughs> Because, you know, and we, we have to learn how to start asking, you know, people who've been there and done that. Right, right. And we're getting... Go ahead. Even with that, people who've been there, like I tell people, I can tell you, you, you oh, say, say you're looking for relationship advice and you go ask the couple who's been married for 37 years, you know, they got to know it works. Even right. though they could have the most successful relationship, they're good together, they vibe together, they love each other, you, you it's, it's there. Mm-hmm. In their house may not work in your house. So yes. take yes. advice, but you have to learn how to incorporate what works in your house and that comes back to knowing who you are and your partner is and knowing what you are together um and separate so you can't just take outside sources and bring them in and say okay this is what we're doing that's not it doesn't necessarily work like that in relationships and that's why i'm always big about if you notice both of you probably have heard me many times i say i'm not going to push poly mono i'm not going to push what kind of style of relationship that's not right. my because my because focus. that's up to them that's up to you but right. what i do push is functional is the relationship functional is it harmonious are you guys in a rhythm do you have an understanding or is there is there is there respect care all of those things are what needs to be more i think um i think more the focus than the style of relationship oh, yeah. hey, you, you know what um, and speaking of that, I'm actually getting ready to start doing a, uh, a three part series about okay. about polygamy and because okay. people don't really understand it. And I mean, it may it may not be for you or it may be for you. But I think yeah. the biggest thing that we have to do is come to some sort of understanding, because oh, when, we well, think of, when we think of polygamous relationships, we think of all oh, well this guy wants to be this and that and the third but overseas and i tell people all the time look i've been to 15 different countries right right lifetime and one thing i do know about polygamy is the fact it's more of a business relationship it is all overseas and we kind of take it you know a little different here but people don't understand it Right. You know, I mean, it, and that's, it why, that's why it's vital. What I love about what you're saying is that's why it's vital. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that old show called Our America. Do you guys remember that show, Our America? It was with Lisa Lang. I loved that show. I she would Lisa go Lang, all, but I don't remember that show. She would go right. all over America and hit on all different cultures and look at all different things and styles of relationships and what they had going on. And what I loved about it is it wasn't in a judgmental way. She was just exposing 
that there's so many different styles of yeah. relating and relationships. And so I, for me, yeah. I will exhaust myself trying to manage which one I'm trying to promote and all that. I can't, I ain't got that to do. So I'm like, yeah, listen, facts. whatever style you prefer, because I've had, I've had, listen, I've had men that are in a swinging community, I've had <laughs> bisexual relationships, I've had poly relationships, marriages, partnerships. So I've had so many and I remember just being thankful within to be able to coach all style of relationships. I don't want to make anybody that's in any type of relationship that feel uncomfortable to come to me and say, listen, I just need some help. I need coach. Because I'm like, at this point, it's not about me trying to define what's best for you, but it is for me to help guide you into the functionality that you need for whatever style of relationship you're trying to go for. Right. And, you know, I think it's just a matter of understanding. And not only that, but we're looking at these things. We're looking at these different styles of relationships um, are really on the rise. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I... I want to, you know, be able to interview a couple of people and really ask those tough questions. Yeah. And believe me, I can ask some tough questions. That's brilliant. Because, of course, your your whole style of of your show is, you know, devil's advocate. So I love it that you're going to go after that that particular topic. Like, right. <laughs> we're going to be We put a huge stigma on this. We do. But, but you know, I often see people in polygamous relationships live a very happy and healthy lifestyle because they're on it because what did i say earlier they're on a team mm-hmm. right they understand the place right. They, understand right. The, right. they understand what their role is they don't have a confusion because the confusion comes when you're in a relationship with somebody for instance and we know you and i and d all know that we've seen how when you're in something and you don't know what you're doing in it. You're just just there. You have no purpose. You're having intimate relations, but you don't have any set boundaries. You don't have anything clear. You know, you're just going here and going there and doing this and doing that, but you don't know the, you don't know the place in the relationship. So that's why there's so much confusion and there's so much um, headache and heartache and, you know, people reaching out to me saying, "Mo, coach, like I feel this and feel that." It's like, honey, you want something and you don't know what you're doing. Right, you're so you you're in over your head. You need to get your clarity in place. It's it's you, you know they honest with yourself. No, don't no, lie to yourself. Mm, that's <laughs> a, that's the wrong thing to do because that's then you, you lie to self. It's like without that, you have nothing at all. Nothing. And, you know, that's that's what I tell people, you know, it uh, it all starts and ends with you. You are the end user. Right. So if you if you lie to yourself, what are you going to do? There's no there's you've just taken yourself out of that situation with no one else there. Facts. Exactly. So, you know, we have to really think about what we want and who we are before we decide to get into any kind of relationship. And I mean, that even goes beyond um, intimate relationships. It could be business relationships, work relationships, friendships, um, familial relationships, all of family, family, all of that. You know, I think it's uh, we have to be real careful of that. No question. question. So uh, it looks like we have reached the end of our show. Okay. Um, There again, um, 
Miss Carla Nicole. Um, we are <laughs> excited. We are glad to have you. You know, you're welcome back anytime. Absolutely. I love listening. You motivate me most mornings. When I get out the bed and I see it just lifts me. So I right. love, I love I'm you. So and, Glad that you were able to join the show. When I see her on Facebook, you know, I, I'm able to look for a few seconds and then, well, you know me, I'm always doing something. Right. So, so I'm always, later. you know, I have to be like, man, I wish I could, but, you know, uh, maybe I'll catch it later or maybe I'll right. catch comments. Or that's the advantage of the lives. You can go back and watch it if you're on your leisure time and right. you have to watch it. Yeah, definitely. I um, appreciate you guys so much. And I'm so glad you guys are inviting people to the group teachable moments because um, yes. like I said we're going to be working so hard on these chakras and learning them because I think it's it's kind of taboo we don't really talk about chakras so I think um, to learn about them it's going to be powerful right um, also anybody that wants to reach out they can find me on YouTube I have a whole YouTube channel called Carla Nicole wisdom channel um, you know make sure you guys subscribe to that um, and I, you know, like I said, again, just reach me on Facebook under Carla Nicole Willis, or you can go to my actual coaching page, Carla Nicole Wisdom Coaching Services. You can find me there. But like I said, I have courses and all kinds of stuff to keep everybody abreast. We should always be learning. Mm. We should always be pricking and, and yes. prodding, trying to figure yes. out how can I educate my mind? I'm constantly taking courses personally, but I've created courses too. So I have one called Learn to Unlearn. I have one called Mastering Your Feelings. I mean, just several courses. And there so, are a lot of things we need to unlearn. Yep. Yes. Yep. yes. Yeah, a lot of those cliches. Yes. Uh, and also to add to what you were saying about that, I think it's important to latch on to things and people that is greater than yourself. Because Absolutely. if we do not sow a seed into something greater than ourselves, we can't even expect for our own to grow. Um, so, so you know, we, we got that. Um, please go and look at the Facebook page, uh, Teachable Moments. Uh, like, share. You know, become part of the group. Get this good information because yeah. I mean, I, all I hear is gems. <laughs> you know, yes. so I mean, and honesty and truth and connection. Yep. Yes, and um, <laughs> also, also uh, look out for uh, No Filter TV. You know, we're getting ready to start yeah. the uh, advertising campaign for that, and I love it. We are getting ready to. Uh, I'm getting ready to put in these 16 hour days. Let's go. You know, doing that go. because it's uh, you know this is a whole new concept. Uh, it's for podcasters. And for That's them awesome. to be able to, for them to be able to get the exposure they need from. I'm considering doing. We'll see. I have to talk to you about that. I'm All considering right. doing. It. Yeah, we'll it's see. um, you know, it's, we're, to we're gonna, there, huh? hey, we're gonna have advertisers like nonprofits and small business who have the option to uh, pick up one of these podcasts and sponsor them because right. I know that this, this is what this is what a lot of podcasters are looking for. Yeah, I mean, and that's one of the things that I've been, you know, kind of considering um, just because I I will be retiring um, June of 2022 okay. uh, is projected date. And so um, podcasting is definitely something, one of the goals that I want to do. Right. also want to have my own show, of course. Um, just, you know, just have a lot of things that I want to line up because at this point, you know, um, I put a lot of time in to inspiring and, and creating understanding for 
for understanding just the betterment of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and in doing that, we want, you know, I think it's important that in this time right now, it's a great time to come out um, out of the roots and just really say, hey, you know, I'm doing something positive and, and we're starting to get exposure now. Make it, so, making, a, making a difference. And, making, you know, it, and, I, yeah. and someone asked me, um, what is my biggest fear? And that is one of them is leaving this planet and not making yes. a difference. Right. You know, and I think a lot of uh, podcasters feel the same way. And you came yeah. to the right place because, uh, you know, I have much experience. Well, not much, but I know what I'm doing in this media industry. I already know. And, um, you know, so maybe we can get that together for you. Um, just added two new graphic uh, two new graphic designers and I'm really excited because that really will put a lot of emphasis on the show yes I Um, agree you know so I'm happy about that Uh, so we'll have that it's available to anybody around the world Um, love it it will be streamed to um, our website and multi-streamed Awesome. Every to every uh, um, platform available. That way, everything is done in real time. So, we you love know, that interesting concept. Uh, it's the first of its kind. So, you know, okay. we are making history on that. Love it, um, love it, love it. So, Miss D, what 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 else you got for us? Anything new from the uh, child support hustle? Uh, actually, yes. So, we have finally finished with the petition that um, we're looking for 100,000 signatures, of course. So, that is actually posted on our webpage. Of course, you can go see it at thechildsupporthustle.com. Um, it's actually, you can find us on Facebook at the Child Support Hustle. Please, please, please sign the petition. Um, what the petition is targeting is trying to erase state old child support arrears. So, mm-hmm that is no longer going to the mother or the child if that money is going to the state especially during these troubled times of COVID-19 um, right. the, that we're trying to induce will erase all state old child support arrears so uh, go to childsupporthustle.com sign the petition we need 100,000 signatures so um, if, if, if you're in a financial crunch if, if you know that your child support uh, money is going to the state sign the petition if you just want equality in family courts um, if you've had that struggle go and sign the the petition. Um, outside of that, uh, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, uh, the new project I'm working on at work is a reduction in hours. So, you know, that's never good news for anybody, but right. it's definitely a needed thing in the organization. Of course, I'm finishing up the flyers for the No Filter TV um, um, ad campaign. So we'll have that finished this weekend, get that up and ready to go. Got a couple of business meetings this weekend on equipment purchases, so I'm just just running around, busy. Love it. Ooh, you sound like me. Um, and uh, you know, also, also, I will be doing. uh, I'm volunteering some of my time to uh, an organization called Voice Corp. And what we do is we get on the air. You know, different radio stations around uh, here in the state of Ohio, um, reading to the blind, like stuff like the Wall Street Journal. And stuff like that. Um, and the guys that uh, the guys that actually run it are well versed um, in the media industry. They they've got a combined 100 years between wow. the two of them. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and they really really know what they're doing, and I can learn a lot from them. I'm excited about that. Oh, absolutely. 
you know, and of course I'm being a brand ambassador right now for game day communications as well. Let's go. Um, pretty and pretty soon, you know, we'll have a festival in Cincinnati that you'll see me on the camera at a W X Y X. Okay. Cincinnati. Um, you know, I'll be doing a couple of uh, broadcasts from there. Love it. On there. Um, and I've got an article published in uh, Mediba magazine. Come on. Uh, just, you know, just did that. It's a, it's a really good one. And I just wrote another one called how they, how we got here. And it correlates, um, the events of January 6th mm-hmm. with the civil war and the Boston tea party and the similarities. So that's okay. a good one. Um, yeah. So yeah, of course I'm staying busy, you know, doing that, you know, not as busy as you two, but Hey, Hey, and, I'm, and, I'm, and we're doing a virtual walking challenge so we're getting rid of this COVID way because COVID way has got to go um, so we set up a, our job has set up a virtual walking challenge we're walking from Dallas to D.C. so between now and May 20th you have to walk that many miles from Dallas to D.C. so wow. it's interesting I'm 55 yeah, okay. miles in so I'm, so I'm I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to getting back to my health, and everybody should try to focus on health, um, I'm, especially during COVID nineteen. If you're stuck in the house, I know it's yes. not the same thing as socializing with your friends, but get out and get some fresh air. Right. Yes. We gotta we gotta find new ways to actually take care of old problems. Right. Absolutely. Because if we we had these problems before, just in different ways. Now we're a little limited, so. Um, we need to use the phrase that they would say in the army, adapt to overcome, you know, and I think part of that is dealing with mental health, you know, go see a counselor, everybody. Now is really the time that even if you don't feel like there's anything wrong, now's the time to just have someone that professional to, you know, really look and say, Hey, is there's nothing wrong with that? I think we really, that's not biased. Right. Right. And I think some of that, uh, I think we need to get rid of these generational curses and the generational curses is the stigma between mental health. And I think it starts there. And, you know, if we were all mandated to go see a mental health counselor, I think a lot of these problems that exist in our society probably wouldn't. Oh, just my thoughts. But, you know. There again, what do I know? What do I know? (laughs) (laughs) You know, what do I know? I don't know. Anyway, so um, that's going to end our show. Um, On behalf of uh, Miss D and Miss Carla, we are going to bid you all farewell. You guys stay safe um, and don't do nothing I would do and get caught doing it. (laughs) Uh, Watched episode 37 of Devil's Advocate, and I'm your host, The Renegade, and you guys take care. Bye. Bye guys.